Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Shalom Yehudim, Shalom Lebenei Noach, Shalom Goyim. It's the evening of the fourth day, Erev Kafav, B'chodesh Nisan, Parashas Kedoshim, Tashin Pei, Base 5782, the evening of the third day, Tuesday, 26 April 2022. You're listening to Phantom Nation, podcasting on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, coming to you from an Israel that has never known how to stand up to the lies of our Arab Muslim neighbors and murderers seems never to have occurred to Israelis uh, that in addition to figuring out how to defend the country militarily with all kinds of military innovations, for example, Israel began using drones for intelligence gathering as far back as the, night, the Lebanon War called Peace for Galilee in 1982, and far more recently, the invention of the first anti-missile missile Iron Dome system, it has never even thought of attacking and demolishing the verbal ammunition uh, spewed by the Muslims and adopted by the brainless and ignorant abroad, such as the Jew haters on university campuses who hold Israel apartheid weeks when there is no apartheid in Israel. Worst of all, thanks to the anti-Jew Malshinim, the slanderers among us in Israel, their greatest achievement is getting mainstream Israel to call the Arab Muslims here who murder us all the time Palestinians when there's absolutely nothing Palestinian about them. They claim to be the ancient indigenous descendants of Philistines, but if so, what Philistine words do they know and use in their daily speech? What Philistine customs do they perpetuate? Just 10 days ago, we Jews commemorated an event 3,335 years ago. Uh, we even know the date of the event. It was the 14th of the month of Nisan, when the Holy One, blessed be he, killed all the firstborn children in Egypt, among the Egyptians, that is, uh, and even the firstborn among their animals, thus making good on the threat that Moshe spoke to Pharaoh in their first conversation. When God said Pharaoh will liberate the children of Israel, who he sees as his firstborn son, or see the death of Egypt's firstborn. Israel needs to highlight the impossibility of a so-called Palestinian people uh, reporting on what that people was up to on that date, way back when. Today, Muslim preachers and politicians spout the most outrageous lies about Jews and historical howlers, and Israel says nothing. And for this reluctance, Israel pays a terrible price. And we will get started after the following messages from IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Israel is located in one of the most volatile areas in the world. Israel is an island of stability and a sea of war and unrest. In the midst of this turmoil, Israel stands out as a beacon of order and human progress. Each week we update you on what's happening in this, the Jewish state, a true light unto the nations. This is Jay Shapiro. Join me every Thursday on Israel News Talk Radio. Israel. 
Shalom Yehudim, Shalom Lebenei Noach, Shalom Goyim. It's the evening of the fourth day, Erev Kafvav B'chodesh Nisan, Parashas Kedoshim, Tavshin Pei Beis 5782, the evening of the third day, Tuesday, 26 April 2022. Producing to Phantom Nation, podcasting on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, coming to you from Israel Schweig. Israel the Silent, that's what that means in Yiddish. Uh, I think it was I.L. Peretz, the Yiddish writer, who penned either a short story or even a play... I saw it as a play on American television last century, starring Jack Gilbert in the title role, a story named Buncha Schweig, Buncha the Silent. Uh, he had just died when the story opens, and he's before the heavenly court to be judged. Only the judge is there. Uh, see, he is so without sin, he has no blemish. He never harmed anyone and never hurt anybody's feelings. He never complained about anything. Uh, he had a very sad life, a harridan for a wife, but he never complained about anything. He never had an appetite for great riches or power, and the heavenly court judges could not convict him of anything. On the contrary, they only wanted to reward him and asked him, Buncha, tell us what you want, and we'll give it to you. What a righteous man. Whatever you desire, but since Buncha uh, was not used to asking for anything— Accepting everything as it happened, uh, all he could say was, "Well, then, please, if um, it would, if it not be too much trouble, uh, could I have every morning a warm roll and butter?" So, podcasting here from Israel these days, I thought of Bunchish Feig, as the enemy here continues to spew his worst insults, to which Israel never replies. Israeli Jews are alike. Other Jews, blessed with good scientific heads, they invented the Iron Dome anti-missile missile to shoot down enemy projectiles out of Gaza of the Philistines, but when it comes to shooting down the enemy propaganda, the enemy words, Israel is Israel Schweig, Israel Schweig, Israel the silent, who says nothing. For example, uh, most of you, I think, uh, listening to this broadcast, do not need yours truly to inform you about the events here, like last week our Passover week, when these wild asses of young Arab Muslim men in Jerusalem would not let us celebrate in our National Independence Day in peace. They pelted busloads of Jewish pilgrims on the way to pray at the Western Wall, pelted the buses with rocks that smashed windows and terrified the Jews inside. They carpeted walkways with rocks and pebbles where the pilgrims would be walking, wearing no leather shoes. They had to carefully navigate and pick their way through the sharp rocks that the barbarians had put there. They stored rocks and Molotov cocktails inside the Al-Aqsa Mosque and later threw them at Israeli men in uniform tasked with controlling this herd of physical men, but those with with the souls of wild, undomesticated jackasses, inflamed by their religion to see Jews as, quote, the most evil Bible in the world. So uh, you're all up on the facts that make the news here, but I choose to focus on what does not make headlines in this case, three sermons delivered on PA TV prior to the week of violence. And keep in mind, the PA uh, was the invention of, uh, of Israel's most famous scientist, a, a political scientist, Dr. Joseph Balin, Ph.D., who rebranded the Fatah Jew killers into a respectable authority, the moderate faction among the Palestinians versus their rivals, those religious fanatics in Hamas, which is the local Muslim Brotherhood franchise. So in succession, separated by a couple days each time, the PA TV station led off with one imam, and he had this to say, Allah, 
Grant victory to the jihad fighters in this land and the rest of the Muslim lands. Allah, strengthen them and grant them your support. O mighty one, take revenge on those who desire to harm Islam and the Muslims. Allah, have mercy on the martyrs, seal our wounded, heal our wounded, and release our prisoners. Allah, liberate the Al-Aqsa Mosque from the defilement of the evil Jews. Close quote. And then another sermonizer, uh, some days later, uh, he was none other than Mahmoud al-Abbas, the Palestinian Authority's advisor to President Abbas on religious affairs, who inserted some uh, historically and hysterically whopping statements, quote, Where are the Romans, the Greeks, and the Persians? Where are the Datars? Where are the Crusaders? Where are they all? All of them passed through here, but where are they today? They've all been run over by the wheels of history. This occupation will also disappear. Jerusalem is going through one of its darkest times, facing one of the worst aggressions against it, which is carried out by a gang that has gathered from all corners of the earth, even though they have no connection or relation whatsoever to this land. These are people who have gathered from all corners of the earth, falsely claiming to have a historical right here. They claim that God gave this right to Ibrahim. Well, yes, Muslims believe God gave this right to Ibrahim, and we are the descendants of Ibrahim. They, on the other hand, have no racial or religious connection to Ibrahim. Following the Islamic conquest and liberation, it belongs to us today and will belong to us tomorrow. Another opinionator on PATV, before the violence broke out and probably inspired the rioters, he preached, Allah, teach, delight us with the extermination of all the evil Jews. Close quote. Uh, this was on an official station of the moderate Palestinian Authority. Those peace-loving Palestinians who just want a little state of their own, just like Israel. That's all they want. With the woke seeing us evil Jews denying them their right to a state in their ancient homeland, just like the Jews. The Muslims also say that the event of the binding of Ismail did not place in Al take place in Al-Quds, as the evil Jews say, but in Makkah the destination of every Muslim, at least once in his life, in his, uh, he makes to Mecca. Indeed, the very name of this Hamitic religion, Islam, alludes to the event. It means submission, as Ibrahim submitted to Allah's difficult command to bind his son for a sacrifice. In other words, Islam is nothing. It's nothing but the Jewish religion pilfered and perverted. There's not one original religious or theological concept or idea in Islam. By my own count, there are some two dozen Jewish people in the Bible who appear again in the Quran, only their stories have been altered. And when a Muslim is asked to explain the discrepancies between the Jewish version of an episode and the Quranic one, they say the Jews stole the story from the Quran and changed it all around. And when told the Jewish biblical canon was closed a thousand years before the Quran was written, they have a fairy tale explanation for that, too, on a par with their core belief that Jerusalem belongs to Islam because one night Muhammad flew in from Mecca on a flying horse. He jumped up into the sky through the seven heavens the Talmud speaks of, where he saw all the prophets in the Jews' Bible and realized he was now the last, final, and greatest prophet of them all. Ever since then, all those Jewish prophets are Muslim prophets. Daud was a Muslim prophet. Joshua, Joshua, he was a Muslim prophet. And why am I telling you this following Passover week's numerous Jew-killing attempts via rock, via rocket, via flaming bottle of gasoline? Because official Israel and the MSM here never do. The MSM, our political leaders, 
refer to, quote, Palestinian terrorists or, quote, Islamic extremists, both of them rancid with denial, these concepts. There's nothing Palestinian about any of these people, though this fact may be useful for future psychiatric textbooks when discussing denial, meaning Israel's blindness to the stage on which this anti-Jew violence takes place in the Jewish people's holiest city, perpetrated by young men bent on murder with every rock they throw, they are driven to deny the Jews their Temple Mount because the presence of believers on the Temple Mount is proof that Allah now loves the sons of Ishmael better than the sons of Israel. Those Jews lost their special covenant because of their evil sins, so Allah took it away and gave it to the seed of Ishmael. Do a Google search for the Hamas Covenant of 1988. Near the top, they announced to the world that they, the Muslims, are God's favorite people. You see, the very idea of a chosen people and the very idea of a covenant, it's all stolen. As the ancient Midrash and Sifri and Zotabarcha teaches, in line with Rashi in the 11th century, who taught that Ishmael made, became an, an armed robber after his expulsion from this country, the sons of Ishmael to this very day remain thieves. And as Mother Sarah feared that Ishmael was capable of murdering her son Isaac after Avram's passing, which is why he had to be expelled, here we have in our time, last week on the Temple Mount, uh, where Isaac was bound, uh, Ishmaelites were trying to murder Israelites. This is with whom Israel is dealing, and to call them Palestinians is to misdescribe the enemy. Their heads are filled with fantasies worthy of a thousand and one nights, of a horse with wings flying across the sky. They teach their children the Palestinian people have been living in this country for 5,000 years. The entirety of Islam is a form of plagiarization. Christians claim to be the final version of Jewishness, whose Messiah the Jews rejected. They even had him killed, but at least the Christians came up with their own story uh, that they append to Tanakh, the Bible, with no license to do that. The Kumash, the five books, is clear there should be no adding to the five books, no subtracting from them, which yours truly sees as prophecies that came true. Christianity adding a text when they have no business and right to do that, and Islam subtracting from the five books. The whole of Islam is a variety of intellectual property theft, more precisely spiritual property theft, copyright infringement, and it is this tussle over the truth that is at the heart of the resistance here by these Muslims ever since the League of Nations brought to life a jurisdiction called Philistine the Muslims never knew. Tamar Yona Show. Tamar? She's sassy. She's smart. She's funny. But she's also a real Jewish mother. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Tamar Yona. And yes, I can be all of those things. But at Israel News Talk Radio, I'm here to bring you the news stories and guests that you may not hear anywhere else. Join me live on air Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays for the most unique and bold talk radio in Israel. The Tamar Yona Show. Yes, I'm podcasting from Israel Schweig, Israel is silent, that never takes up arms against enemy propaganda, uh, which is, like all anti-Semitic poison, a pack of lies, delusions, fantasies of Jewish evil with no basis in truth. No Israeli political leader or pundit shoots down the outrageous historical perversion of the Palestinian identity, which is on a par with Holocaust denial. That denies the history uh, preserved in films, diaries, academic histories, etc. It's significant that the leader of the so-called Palestinians is Mahmoud Abbas, given a fake PhD in history by the anti-Semitic Soviets, whose dissertation proved there was no Holocaust. And the Jews who were murdered during World War II died at the hands of Nazis and the Zionists who worked with them. The same sub-civilized savage lunatic this week sent condolences to the family of the assassin in that uh, Dizengoff cafe the other day who slew three Jewish young men in their prime. Mahmoud Abbas, like the Arafat with whom he stood on the White House lawn in 1993, is a man no civilized person, not only Jews, should ever talk to, meet with respectfully. This demon was part of the team that killed the 11 Israeli athletes in 1972 at the Olympics which horror began when the Muslims castrated one of their captive athletes in front of their teammates. This is a monster of a man that Israel to this very day uses to help ride herd on his uh, hostile rivals and ours as well, the homicidal Muslim maniacs in Hamas. Israel's leaders, Bennett, Gantz, Lapid, they have no idea how to handle the enemy, so I propose a revision what is called the country's public diplomacy. It's apologia pro zoophita. It's defense of its international policies, which should begin uh, at the beginning and announce to the world that Israel will no longer use the term Palestinian to describe these Arab Muslims. Khajimin al-Husseini in the 1920s never called them that, or in the 30s or the 40s. The only people calling themselves Palestinians back then were Palestinian Jews. In that generation, they were the Palestinians uh, until a decade after independence and the adoption of an Israeli national identity, which uh, led the Muslims eventually to pick up the term Palestinian for themselves. And the rest is history. And never mind, there is not one book on any bookshelf in the world containing a history of the Palestinians in this country because before the advent of modern Zionism. There also is not one book in history in any language about this country that mentions the existence of Palestinians in this country, not until the 20th century, a new Israeli public diplomacy might start with the declaration that these Arabs are not Palestinians. And certainly they do not constitute a nation with the right to statehood in the middle of our promised land, in the Palestine conceived of by the League of Nations and called it the historic Jewish homeland. Israel might also benefit from new legislation allowing the security forces the discretion to apprehend Muslims being violent against Jews and transport them immediately to the Erez crossing where they are pushed into the Gaza zone and told they're never coming back. 
Think of the fourth grade elementary school teacher contending with a rambunctious 10-year-old who's out of control and disrupting her lesson. What does she do with this uncontrollable kid? She expels him from the classroom to the principal's office. Come to think of it, this was our Abraham's method for dealing with his firstborn son that he had with that Hamitic woman, Hagar. He expelled Ishmael for his violent character. New legislation should license the police and the border guards and the GSS agents and the IDF officers to capture a rock-throwing Ishmaelite and kick him out of the country, telling him, Ismail Ahmed, you want to live with us Jews? Sorry, we are civilized and you are a barbarian who believes you have the right to throw rocks at Jews, going to pray at the wall in Jerusalem. You don't have that right. No goy in this country has the right to be violenced against a Jew, and the penalty for that should be immediate expulsion. Israel needs to go public with the true history of this city and our Temple Mount that the Muslims stole from us in the 7th century and should be made to return it to us. They are the ones in occupation of our holiest site because Islam is a religion that licenses age-old Arab behavior, which is stealing the wealth material and spiritual of other people, a religion intolerant of all other believers in other religions. Israel needs leaders who tell the world the Muslims in this country are the true settler colonialists. colonialists. They claim to be the indigenous nation here, but if so, why do they speak a foreign language that is native to the Arabian Peninsula? That's hundreds of kilometers from Palestine, a name they can't even pronounce properly. Israel needs leaders who will tell the truth that the very name West Bank is evidence there never was any Palestinian nation here living on what all maps for thousands of years labeled Judea and Samaria. They never had a name for this country. Israel needs leaders who will shine a light on their insane version of history in which Muslims are the true inheritors of Ibrahim, which is nothing less than contradicting the Torah Messinai, stealing the Jewish people's national narrative and rewriting it. The Jewish people in Israel must rebrand the conflict here as not between Israelis and Palestinians, but between Jews and Muslims. Muslims whose culture justifies what civilized people recoil from in horror, they justify terror. These so-called Palestinians are the same people here who pulled off 9-11 in the States, who pulled off the massacre in Paris of the Charlie Hebdo cartoonists, the same people who, who massacred others in the Bataclan auditorium, auditorium in that city, the same people responsible for scores of skyjackings, terrorist massacres in airports and train stations. Israelis, unfortunately, are still weakened by the misconceptions of the, of the post-religious founding fathers of Israel and mothers who thought if they stopped living classical Jewish lives, anti-Semitism would disappear. Unthinkingly, this logic implies that's the Jews who, by their beliefs and behaviors, brought on homicidal anti-Semitism, and there was no shortage of secular Zionists who thought that way. And because they created such a society way back when, their uh, descendants lack the intellectual and spiritual power to confront the enemy head-on. They are fixated, these Israelis, on getting the Arabs to stop hating us, and they so rejoiced at the so-called misnamed Abraham Accords, the opening of the civilized commercial relations with some four Arab governments. And when I say misnamed, these Abraham Accords, they imply some kind of fraternal friendship between the sons of Ibrahim when the story is exactly the opposite. The anti-Semite Jimmy Carter also made the mistake in his book that he entitled The Blood of Abraham. Both names envision some kind of messianic fraternal friendship 
between the two brothers. When the Talat teaches the proper relationship between Israelites and Ishmaelites is separation versus the secular Zionist fantasy of friendly embrace. The late Shimon Peres fancied himself a visionary, a dreamer of peace, and entitled his book, published uh, on his after his Oslo brands, brainstorm kicked in, he's, it's called The New Middle East, in which uh, St. Simon of Oslo envisioned a Middle East at peace and modeled on the European Union, open borders, no more visas necessary for tourists and businessmen, businessmen traveling everywhere and doing great deals. Uncle Shimon... The National Village Idiot even publicly fantasized Israel joining the Arab League of States. What we got instead was five years of satanic violence, in which rush hour bus passengers had their heads blown off their shoulders by suicide bombers, Jewish families riding innocently on the roads in the family car get raked with automatic weapons and get massacred Teenagers hanging out on a weekend night at a nightclub. They got, they got exploded to smithereens. Uncle Shimon's uh, colleague in the labor movement was the late Moshe Dayan, who in 1967 crowed that he was returning the Dome of the Rock to the Muslims because that spot, the site of the two temples, has no religious meaning to Israelis, he said, only historic meaning. And for that historic catastrophe, we paid last week and have been paying ever since 1967. The violence by the Ishmael clones, who uh, believe the Temple Mount was always theirs, and we have no Jewish connection to it. We've been targeted since 2001, leastwise in the South, by rockets fired out of Gaza, fired by assassins calling themselves either Muslim brothers, that's Hamas, or Islamic Jihad, jihadis, yet Israelis remain prisoners of the past stage-managed by Jew-hating Jews like the atheist Josie Balin and late Ron Pundak and Shimon Peres, who in his autobiography revealed his love of Das Kapital by Karl Marx, a great book, he thought. Karl Marx, the Jew-hating born Jew, that was a genius in Shimon Peres's stunted brain. So long as official Israel pines for friendship with Arabs and Muslims, it will suffer. Israel needs to reboot its public diplomacy from wanting peace with our neighbors to demanding our neighbors respect our right to believe differently from them and live in our own independent state and no longer live under Muslim tyrants who oppressed and humiliated us over 14 centuries. Israel needs leaders to tell the Arabs and Muslims we are no longer your dhimmi, uh, an inferior minority in a Muslim society required by the Quran to be oppressed and humiliated. Israel needs to inform the world of the abuse we received from Muslims throughout our history of living in Islam. Vimi means the protected ones, meaning that unlike most infidels, especially idolaters, who can be forced to convert to Islam or be killed on the spot, Jews and Christians could live and practice their religion if they paid a heavenly tax, a heavy yearly tax, really a whopping tax, for refusing to convert. The Dhimmi were called protected because the regime needed to protect them and their civilized skills versus the illiterates they were uh, ruling over, and they had to prevent the rabble from pogromming the Jews to death. They were protected. Israel needs a public diplomacy that shamelessly asserts its legitimate right in international, that is, international Gentile law, to rule all the land from the Gordon River to the sea, which includes all of Judea and Samaria and the Gaza Strip.
Feelings have become fact, where rational thought and common sense has disappeared. One man stands above it all. I'm Howie Sobaker, your political hitman. Political Hitman airs every Tuesday at 11.59 p.m. North American Time, 7 a.m. Israeli Time, only on Israel News Talk Radio. Yeah, Israel needs a reboot on how it sees the enemy and how it talks to the world. Israel needs to tell the world the two-state solution is dead. Uh, It was tried and failed because it was the handiwork of post-religious Jews who had no understanding of the enemy, who has no national history, only a religious one. Israel has to rebrand the enemy as the same Muslims who are like a cancer eating away at European countries, France, Germany, Holland, etc., Israel needs to forge an alliance with Europeans who want to resist the Islamic conquest taking place via immigration, not via Muslim armies in uniform with military equipment, but just the presence of ever more Muslim immigrants who practice polygamy. The reliance uh, on America uh, is weakened by the growth of the woke there, whose uh, hostility to Israel is nothing but age-old Jew hatred mutated to suit the generation. Instead of we Jews being guilty of killing Jesus, we're now guilty of stealing Palestine from the Palestinians, that ancient indigenous nation. Uh, Didn't Amnesty International some weeks back just rule that Israel basically has no right to exist for its crimes against the ancient ones? And I think uh, of such an alliance with Eastern Europeans, ironically our historic oppressors, who are now faced by the same enemy as Israel, namely Islam. For example, Israel Hayom newspaper reported today that the PA, whining again, as it often has, for more cash from abroad, from the EU. It's been three decades now since the handshake on the White House lawn and the phony baloney Palestinians have never been able, with all the billions sent to them, to create a self-sustaining national economy. The entirety of the hostile years has been nothing but another gigantic welfare scam. The PA has had its hand out to the EU only now, thanks to the Hungarian representative uh, at the UN, the EU has been forced, finally, to recognize the truth that the PA school system is riddled and rotten with old-fashioned, shameless, dark-age fantasies of the evil Jews. We began this podcast with the words of Islamic holy men, imams, declaring their desire that Allah exterminate all the Jews. And for this, the EU is holding up the transfer of more cash. The EU in Brussels has demanded that the PA redo their textbooks, to which demand the EPA says nothing doing. It rejects all conditions for receiving further aid, and not surprisingly, the PA accuses the EU of racism for this demand. After all these decades of shoveling these barbarians, the modern version of the tribute the Barbie pirates used to demand as protection money 
on the high seas against being hijacked and all the passengers and crews enslaved until ransomed. Into the 19th century, although the Crusades had ended centuries in the past, the Muslims never accepted the end of the jihad against infidels that their religion requires of them. A Muslim is required to spread the faith until all other religions disappear and everyone in the world converts to Islam. In, I think it was March in 1786, in a hotel room in London, probably in Mayfair, two ambassadors from the United States of America, one Mr. John Adams, ambassador in England, London, to the court of St. James, and Mr. Thomas Jefferson, U.S. ambassador in Paris, to the court of Louis XVI, who had just come up to London for this secret meeting to meet Sheikh Abdurrahman of Tripoli in Libya who was demanding roughly one-sixth of the U.S. government budget that year not to begin hijacking American commercial vessels and enslaving their passengers and crews. Two years earlier, Morocco had captured a U.S. vessel out of Philadelphia called the Betsy with 10 aboard, and the Congress was agreed to pay $40,000 to ransom and free the men, the hostages. Then the next year, 1785, cruisers from Algiers captured two U.S. vessels, the, the the Maria out of Boston and the Dolphin out of Philadelphia, whose combined crews and passenger, one passenger came to 21. Uh, these hostages now were enslaved uh, on the Barbary Coast in Algiers. Um, and then waiting to be rescued by the United States. And now, in 1786, Tripoli had uh, no captures yet, but threatened to begin capturing if Adams and Jefferson refused to pay what was called the tribute. In lingua franca, that was the unwritten international polyglot speech in the Mediterranean. It was called the Wazanza. You want to use the Mediterranean Sea, which belonged wholly to believers in the one true faith, you had to pay for it or get captured. And when Mr. Jefferson, principal author of the American Declaration of Independence and patron saint of American liberalism, until it collapsed into sexual perversion in our time, he asked the sheikh to, on what grounds were these threats being made when the U.S., legally independent two years earlier, had never aggressed against Tripoli? The surprised Arab sheikh said, hey, it's the jihad. Americans were Christians, were they not? And the holy war between Islam and Christianity was eternal, he said. And so we are here, 236 years after that meeting in London, and the jihad is still eternal. And that is why we Jews are not allowed to celebrate our principal national holiday of independence peacefully. This is why homicidal Muslim Ishmaelites last week tried to murder Jews with rocks and Molotov cocktails, following the atrocities in Beersheba, Chadera, Bnei Brak. When rockets were fired out of Gaza just the other day, Lebanon joined in the other night in the hopes of murdering Israeli Jews at random too. And so, as Sheikh Abdurrahman of Tripoli told Thomas Jefferson, it's the jihad. That's the Muslim crusade to exterminate all non-Muslim religious communities, starting with the Jews. Over Easter weekend in Sweden, six cities had to suppress riots. That began when a Quran was burnt by the head of an anti-Muslim political party. Last May in Israel, a Muslim sacked and torched a Torah scroll in a uh, synagogue. That's okay by then, but when a non-Muslim does that through the Quran, that's not okay. Israel can benefit itself and the world by bravely fingering these violent, intolerant Muslims and their totalitarian Islam 
which is as much of a menace to mankind as Nazism and communism, all three of them totalitarian tyrannies rooted in hatred of Jews and Judaism. Karl Marx said all religion was a narcotic, meant to drug people into accepting their enslavement to the capitalist ruling class run by Jew bankers, Judaism being the worst religion of all for producing Christianity and Islam as well. Israel will do itself a favor, and mankind too, in pushing for an alliance with all those liberty-loving people in Europe these days who recognize the menace that is Islam, which is not like other religions. For its dream of exterminating other religions and cultures, starting with the Jews. Well, this is the last in a series of weekly podcasts generously sponsored by Floridians for the Safety and Security of Israel Institute that organizes great pro Israel rallies in Miami, whose email is Floridians4, uh, that's the number, Institute at gmail.com. Last podcast, I ended with a riddle. Imagine you are a baker, and you have your own nice little bakery and store, and one day a man walks in, sizes up your work, and asks to sample a certain cookie. You give it to him with a smile. He tastes it, smiles, and walks out. The next day he comes in and repeats the behavior. He asks, can I have another taste of that cookie? And with a smile, you hand it to him. He bites into it, smiles, and walks out. The next day he comes in and asks for a third taste of the same cookie, and you probably now are not smiling but let him have the cookie anyway, and he walks out. The day after the fourth day, when he comes in and asks for a taste, what do you, the baker, the owner, say? So if you have listened to this podcast three or more times, please consider subscribing for the three times a week podcast at the pittance of a price of $1.25 each at www.phantom-nation.com. Dot com And for those who want the full story of how the Muslims and anti-Jew Jews invented the Phantom Palestinians, buy my book, Phantom Nation, in hardcover at uh, or Amazon Kindle. It's long, but many say once you start reading, it's hard to put down because it's the best, most truthful and insightful book ever on the war against Israel. The musical selections in this podcast were by Yossi Azulai, singing the Israeli national anthem, and by Yehuda Glantz, and we close, as usual, with Yosef Karduner. Lila Tov from the OJT, the Occupied Jewish Territories, I'm Shai Bentekoa. I'm
get the inside news on Israel. At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candlelighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Norris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. opinion and more you're listening to israel news talk radio 